Dennis Stewart, last week we were talking about topical applications, mm. things you put on the outside and mm. ointments mm. and uh, so on for skin conditions. And you'd like to follow up on that? Look, I would, Jane. It's a, it's a huge topic and a fascinating topic. And as I said last week, it was essentially being interested in a topical application that got me into this profession. So I want to just expand on it a little bit today to give some listeners some fascinating information about three additional topical applications that can be applied to fairly serious health problems. Why don't we talk about honey? You've got some oh, good fats. Well, look, um, we could talk, as you know, all day about honey, but uh, I'll, I'll talk about some interesting areas where honey ointment perhaps is not thought of as, as uh, popularly as, uh, as you'd like it to be. Um, you and I discussed a number of weeks ago a very interesting incident that, that happened in my rooms at New Lambton, a delightful uh, African lady, a lovely African people. They're so basic and honest and emotional and, and true to themselves. And this dear lady came to see me and um, she was in great distress and uh, she showed me her feet and her feet were just a mass of peeling scales. Um, and this dear lady was uh, not only suffering from it, a condition, by the way, that had been existing for about 10 years, let me emphasise, 10 years, uh, that had been variously diagnosed and variously treated uh, from a general practice level through to a dermatologist level, but with no success, no success whatsoever. Um, her feet were very distressing even even to look at, and interestingly, I see a lot of feet, um, so some more feet yesterday. But interestingly, this was very, very distressing for me, and I could see why in her case, huge plaques of scaling skin, uh, cracks, uh, bleeding, and um, the, de the dear soul was a battler. They had come from as a refugee from Africa, um, as, as a result of that terrible civil war that uh, that happened there a number of years ago, and uh, they were delightful people. Her husband was out there making a quid, so to speak. Her daughter was uh, well educated and spoke well and gave respect to her dear mother. And I thought, well, these people have been everywhere. They've spent, or this lady spent a lot of money, and um, she hasn't got a lot of money to spend. And um, so I thought, well, look, what can we do? So I said to the dear lady, look, I make no promises. I said, but what I'm going to do is give you some honey ointment. Oh, honey, she said, honey, yes, honey, honey. I said, I'm going to give you some honey ointment. And I said, I want you to uh, plaster it on your feet as frequently as you can. Um, I said, it won't be that messy. I said, because it has other substances in, in with it. Uh, including allantoin and things that we've mentioned. I said, but I want you to do it for me for about two weeks. And then I said, come and see me and we'll see how it goes. And I went out to my staff and said, look, this dear lady hasn't got a lot of money, um, only charge her for the ointment. And we, we frequently do that, and rightly so. So I gave this little jar of ointment. I don't know, it was about $25. And, and I wasn't expecting any great things, Jane. I really wasn't, although I should have been a little bit more confident because... I have seen honey topically work remarkably, even in my dear mother's case. Well, I have rarely had this happen in my practice over 40 years, but this dear lady came in 
hand, literally put her hands together in a praying uh, perspective and says, miracle, 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 look at my feet. Well, I'm a bit like our Prime Minister. I believe in miracles, I really do. But to see something happen like this, this is confirmation that miracles do happen. Look, look, it was uh, a complete clarification of the condition and uh, I'm not boasting, I'm just extolling the virtues again of this remarkable substance which when converted into a sound pharmaceutical preparation and applied uh, regularly and consistently can work wonders in conditions that hitherto have not been able to respond to anything. And remember, this lady has been battling with this for 10 years and has not seen any result from it whatsoever. And uh, even her GP, to use her terminology, she said, he put his hair out and said, I don't know what to do. Well, we've been all in that situation. All of us that practice any system of medicine have reached that point. And I wasn't expecting this. And I'm only mentioning this because there may be dear souls out there that have lesions on their feet and they may be psoriasis. They may may be other uh, scaling, uh, flaky, cracking, separating skin conditions that have not responded well to mainstream medical approaches. I would suggest that in that case there, these dear people that are battling with that think seriously of even discussing it with their GP or dermatologist and you get hold of the honey ointment Who knows what will happen to their feet? It certainly changed this lady's life. It's interesting that this uh, this substance, if we want to call it that, which is still not appreciated, in my opinion, to the extent that it should be, the best literature, in my opinion, that has been written about it, uh, as far as its history, its use, its chemistry, its therapeutic benefits, have been written by medical professionals. So as I've said before on this program, I'm puzzled as to why, uh, still at this stage... It is not being used, as far as I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, in more mainstream applications. I'm a great proponent for asking all healthcare professionals to look more seriously at this. But look, I had an interesting um, email um, arrive on my desk. I'm terrible, Jane. Terrible. I don't believe that, Dennis. Uh, you don't? Oh, I am. I am. I'm terrible. My wife will remind me. You haven't answered those emails, and this one goes back a couple of months, so I apologise. But um, I received an email um, from, a, from a dear lady. Um, I won't mention a personal name, but she said, Hi there, Dennis. Please could you tell me how to obtain honey ointment? We spoke last year, and I have a patient. So I presume this lady is a doctor. Uh, we spoke last year, and I have a patient who has responded so well to it for hemorrhoids. I have misplaced your contact phone number and having trouble online. Well, dear friend, that's part of the journey with me that I'm not the best or easiest to contact. But anyway, this was interesting because here was a a dear professional ringing me up, wanting to find find out about how she could obtain honey ointment because... She had had a patient who, interestingly, had had great relief in the treatment of hemorrhoids. And I have occasionally mentioned it, but it's not a popular area. And you might say, well, look, um, how could um, honey ointment um, benefit a hemorrhoidal condition? Hemorrhoids, by the way, are like varicose veins, only they occur in, in the rectal region. And they, they can be very, very nasty and painful. And um, probably most of us will expect to experience 
something of them during our lifetime, women particularly experiencing them, experiencing particularly as a consequence of childbirth, etc. And uh, hemorrhoids can be very irritable. They can become inflamed and, um, and they can be very irritated and annoyed, particularly um, when, when going to the toilet. So I suspect what's happened here with the honey ointment, and by the way, I had this, uh, everything comes to light now. Previously, I had used honey ointment to a gentleman um, who used to travel between here and Thailand who had an anal fissure, and it was the only thing that helped in addressing this terrible condition also. So I suspect what happens is that honey probably has a soothing area on the inflamed tissue and overcomes some of the trauma associated with, with going to the toilet and carrying out normal hygiene in that area. That may be the explanation. There's obviously some healing factors in it as well. But here was an interesting case of where one person used a simple honey ointment preparation and received such great relief that her doctor has asked for information as to where to obtain more of it because this patient did so well on it. So what am I saying? I'm saying to those many people out there who battle discomfort, particularly with internal uh, hemorrhoids, uh, don't overlook the possibility of mollifying that situation by the topical application of honey ointment. So there are two areas today where we have been looking at honey as an ointment preparation prescribed for a clinical or a medical condition, bringing about dramatic change in conditions which perhaps are not done as well when mainstream medicine has been prescribed for it. Uh, one of these days I'm going to sit down and write a number of books uh, when I get a chance, uh, and I'm going to write a definitive work on, on, on honey and my clinical experience with it. But one area, uh, and patients or listeners have probably heard me talk about this before, one area that it is remarkably, remarkably beneficial in as in the management of, of nasty ulcerative conditions, uh, particularly as seen on the extremities. Now, uh, diabetics in particular run the risk of developing um, diabetic complications due to poor circulation, etc., etc., and they are prone at times to develop an ulcer, and these ulcers can be very, very stubborn in their attempt to heal. I have had such a great deal of pleasure and experience in helping patients with this condition, with the concurrence, by the way, always with the concurrence of their medical managers. Now, I want to emphasise this. Anything I do in my practice, I insist, has been previously medically profiled and ideally has been run past their medical managers. That is how complementary medicine works. Uh, in most cases, uh, the, the, no one objects because there's very good reason as to why we're offering these things. In the case of these conditions, there is nothing that I'm aware of, nothing that I'm aware of that is as effective in addressing this. I wrote a paper once on a case that I treated at Broadmeadow just after the earthquake. Um, uh, so uh, the, it was an interesting case. A woman had a very, very nasty ulcer on the ball of her foot very elderly lady and it had been there for some time and she the the only management that was considered to be likely to resolve it was in fact amputation and that's a pretty um, strong way of um, 
pretty strong way of of resolving a problem. We, in desperation, this lady presented to us, and frequently that is the case. People, rightly so, see the system of medicine frequently as a, a resort when nothing else has worked. We uh, save that woman's foot. Save that woman's foot by doing two things. We use the herb ginkgo and bilberry orally, and in my opinion approved the circulation to the extremity, but also we encouraged her to plaster that ulcer ongoingly over many months, and the end result was that the ulcer completely healed and the lady's foot was saved. That's not, that's not a romantic story, it's true. So what am I saying? I'm saying here again is remarkable evidence of the benefits of this still relatively underused preparation. And there'll be a lot out there that are saying, oh, there he goes again. Honey, ointment's the solution to all things. It's not. It's not the solution to all things. But there are three instances where at least it should be thought of. Talking about ointments and Mm. uh, the wonderful honey ointment, but there are other ointments that you've found to be very very useful. But during the the break, Jane, I was just thinking, um, we've been talking a lot about the topical benefits of of honey, but at this particular time of the year, when everyone is basically coughing, um, we mustn't overlook the remarkable benefits associated with palliating that cough with the regular taking of pure honey. Now, my dear wife might not, she wouldn't mind my mentioning the fact that um, she has, uh, in fact, a chronic cough. And sometimes it's disturbing because it will keep her awake at night. Um, last night, uh, she, she came to bed and said, well, I've taken two tablespoonfuls of honey. And, uh, and, and she said, so we'll see how it goes. Well, I can't recollect my dear wife coughing at all last night and um, and she woke up this morning at, at, at 8.30 which is unusual she slept in in other words I wonder if she's listening to me but I would like to think she might that, have gone uh, back to bed oh, can you imagine my wife going, going back to bed no. she, she is hyperactive always but she uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is look don't overlook um, the, the benefits of this substance also in soothing the throat uh, lessening the the irritation of the throat, and an old-fashioned way of enhancing the the benefits of honey was to just get an onion, just an ordinary onion, and slice it up and put it in a bowl, and pour honey all over it. Now, within half a day or so, what you will find is that you have what's called a syrup, a syrup of onion, uh, which has been made by the constituents of honey dragging out of the, the onion all the active principles and taking it into solution so that when taken as a cough medicine, that enhances even the effect of straight-out honey. Honey, uh, if you like, used to macerate or infuse a sliced ointment, a sliced onion, um, can provide an additional way of palliating the most stubborn cough don't overlook the benefits of this substance for that. But look, we started off talking about topical applications and I want to take a little bit further because I mentioned earlier the way in which um, some people, uh, as evidenced by this um, email from a practitioner out there, 
experience the benefit of, of the honey ointment in managing some anal and rectal conditions such, such as hemorrhoids. But in herbal medicine, there is a, a remarkable um, herb called witch hazel. Now, witch hazel is sometimes used cosmetically. I think there's a preparation still called distilled extract of witch hazel, which is, is frequently used on the skin uh, to tighten the skin, to astringe the skin. Herbalists have used it since time immemorial, uh, but it is not well known, it is not well known that it, uh, witch hazel formed the basis of a topical application for the management of, uh, of hemorrhoids, uh, hemorrhoids that were descending and protruding and obviously causing a lot of pain and discomfort. It's not well understood that the ointment, witch hazel ointment, was a medical preparation up until the time of the Second World War and a little bit after, where, by the way, or at which time, by the way, herbs were still very, very strongly used in mainstream medicine. And so witch hazel ointment is one of the most useful devices for applying topically to hemorrhoids that are protruding, that are causing great grief, uh, discomfort, uh, embarrassment, the, the application of witch hazel ointment causes an, astrin- an astringing effect which brings about a shrinking of the whole descending um, situation and can cause a retraction of the hemorrhoid. So we've mentioned two preparations today which are valuable in a condition that is so popularly experienced by people. The, the honey ointment for an internal situation primarily to bring about soothing an easing of the inflammation, and the witch hazel ointment is something to be applied when the hemorrhoids are, if you like, exterior. Now, people say, well, where do you get these things? Remember, we have compounding pharmacists who are skilled in the manufacture of these things. The uh, formulas, if you like, are still existing. So if you have trouble getting these things, um, seek out a compounding pharmacist If you still have trouble, then contact me, but always try first up to seek out the professional around you who should be able to make up some of these things we frequently talk about. Dennis Stewart, uh, we've been talking about all sorts of wonderful ointments and May has rung in from Singleton with a question uh, about an ulcer on the foot. It's your son-in-law, isn't it, May? Yes, it is. So tell me the story, May. Well, it's my son-in-law. He lives in Queensland. Yes, yes. But he's had this, well, I think it's an ulcer on the ball of his foot. Yes. Uh, oh, he's had it there for a few years now, and oh, they dear, don't dear, seem dear. so they can, uh, the doctors can get it cleared up in any way. They get it almost. Uh, and I suggest it breaks open. That uh, he use, get that healing honey. Yes. But I don't think they thought that would be any good. Uh, I'm just, I heard you talking about another person that, uh, yes, it had something similar, but I didn't catch what you okay. advised them to, to well, use. Well, I don't know a lot about your, your, your son-in-law, so I can only give general information. Is he a diabetic? Yes. Uh, is he a diabetic, mate? Yes, he is. Okay, I thought so. Look... A couple of things here that I would uh, recommend to any uh, listener or patient of mine, things, by the way, which if uh, your um, 
son-in-law is under a doctor should be run past the doctor. I'm sure there'll be no objections. Oh, but, no, but, they can do that, but, yes. But my, my recommendation would be twofold, that he begin to use two herbs that are particularly relative to, to diabetic sufferers, particularly diabetic complications affecting the peripheries, the feet, the, the ankles, etc. The two yes. herbs are, are ginkgo yes. and the bilberry. Uh, bilberry. Yeah, bilberry is frequently seen as being uh, restricted to, to eye conditions, but in fact it has multiple benefits and in conjunction with the uh, ginkgo, it is a remarkable agent, certainly from my reading and experience, in, improve, right. in improving uh, circulatory activity, even where it's compromised to the oh, peripheries. Okay. Yeah. So he should uh, go on to those. Um, uh, with his doctor's knowledge, because sometimes yeah. if he's using uh, other medication, um, he needs to have that other medication looked at to make sure there's no clashing. Very rarely, oh, yes, very right. rarely that would be. The other thing is make sure that he's taking plenty of vitamin C. All right. And also a supplement of zinc. All right, now, vitamin C and, and zinc. zinc. Now, most naturopaths and herbalists out there would understand what I'm saying, that these, yes. are, two, these are two nutritional principles that we believe can be very effective in, in promoting uh, healing per se. If the system is a little bit uh, reduced in those right. levels, there's a need for them. So do that, but also, also uh, I could think of nothing better than to recommend that he use some, some honey ointment. If, if you... Uh, if you hang on or give your name to the producer at the end of my talking to you, um, All right. I, w I will send to you for you to send to your son-in-law free of charge some honey ointment for him to, char to, for him to try. Oh, that would be yeah, lovely. And, he should, and also I will send you um, a copy of the article oh, yeah. that I wrote on the, yes. on, on the management of this condition. So, All right, yes. if he were to do that, um, he's doing something when, at a time when seemingly nothing else is doing much for well, him. Well, nothing else is, is working, obviously. You know, he's had it there for some time. And well, my, as I my, said, they, mm, they nearly mm. get it sort of cleared yes, up, yes. healed up, and yeah. that breaks out again. Well, see, um, honey has multiple benefits. It's a natural antiseptic agent, so it cleans the wound. And it, yes. al and it also stimulates granulation or healing of the, of the tissue. So I would be most surprised if there would be any objection. How far is your son-in-law son in up there? Oh, right up near Ipswich. Oh, yes, okay, yes, yep, okay. Now, look, I'd recommend that he go down this pathway. This is Health Naturally to a new RFM. Karen has rung in. And your question for Dennis, Karen, is about a persistent cough. Yeah, I've got a persistent cough. I sound like a seal, my husband tells me. So if I start coughing, I apologise because I've just been right. coughing while the ad's been on. Okay, okay. Have you had the cough for long, Karen? Um, oh, since June the... I can't think how long. June the 10th. Because I came off the ship. See, I I went on a cruise. I was fine all through the cruise. Oh, dear. To South Pacific. Yes. And, um, and then when I got off, I had a cold, a bit yes. of a cold. And oh, then dear. the cold weather 
and yes. it usually sits on my chest too sometimes. Yes. Now, have you been to your doctor, Karen? Not yet. Well, look, it wouldn't hurt to go to your GP. Anything like this that's hung around uh, needs to be run past your GP. It it could be an infection, and he might, he might, probably not, but he might decide or she might decide to prescribe an antibiotic. But outside of that, outside of that, there's a couple of little things that I would suggest you do. The first thing is to take on board what I said earlier about palliating or soothing the throat condition by the regular ongoing use throughout the day of straight-out honey. Honey, yeah. Now, don't, don't overlook, I keep saying this, don't overlook the therapeutic potential of this harmless substance. And yeah. it has a soothing, mollifying effect because the cough you have will inevitably resolve itself. So all you're doing is palliating the condition until your immunity and your defence mechanisms completely negates the pathology behind it. It's probably being caused as a result of the mucus running down the back of your throat, irritating your throat and causing the cough as a reflex. So, look, use some uh, throughout the day, use some, some, some uh, honey. Uh, never forget... The, the benefits of good old Irish moss. I have some of that beside my dressing table and occasionally I'll reach for it. Uh, it's a good old-fashioned, safe, natural preparation also for palliating a temporary cough. They're the two things that I would recommend. And look, it wouldn't hurt, in my opinion, to go to your pharmacy or health food store and get hold of a herb um, called um, Echinacea, Right? Echinacea is a herb and it is used particularly when we have colds and the residue of colds to assist the resolution of them. So a short burst using an oral medication called Echinacea may assist the palliative treatment based on, say, honey taken regularly throughout the day with a bit of the Irish moss perhaps as well. But if it persists, make sure you see your GP. Excellent. Thank you for your call, Karen. And uh, Les has got a question. He's rung in from Malaboola. Les, your question, uh, you're looking for something to help with skin cancer. Is that right? That's correct. Well, hello, Les. G'day, Mike. Look, Les, I wish I could be more positive on this, but I'm not aware of anything in my reading on, on honey and honey ointment as being relative to a skin cancer condition. I would, I would think anything like this uh, should be managed medically, obviously. Uh, but if there was anything in honey ointment that would be useful, I, I would have thought that I would have read it by now. So unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not able to help you, mate. Um, I would suggest you, you get it looked at. Well, thanks so much for your call and all the very best. Uh, Barry has rung in from Caves Beach as well. And your question is about honey ointment and cellulitis, Barry. Yes. Hello, Barry. Hello, I'm Barry. I'm very well. Uh, Are you on antibiotics for your cellulitis, Barry? Yes, I am. Yes, I thought so. Um, How long have you been battling it? I've been battling it for two years. So it's with you all the time? Uh, no, it uh, goes away and then comes back. Yes. Okay. Look, I, I don't think the use of honey topically 
on an active cellulitis would would be useful at all. It's uh, as you know, this is a, an inflammatory condition, an infected condition, and it necessarily needs to be managed as you are being managed with antibiotics. But what I would suggest is that you discuss this with your GP because I have seen great benefit with what I'm going to recommend in breaking into the uh, repetition or the recurrence of cellulitis. Uh, If you've got a pencil and paper, what I suggest you do is discuss, number one, with your um, doctor, the use of bioflavonoids. Yes, I've written that down. Now, bioflavonoids, one of them in particular, called rutin, R-U-T-I-N, is renowned. R-U-T-I-N. It's the primary one, but bioflavonoids come as a group, and there is a a useful product called Libfodran, L-Y-M-P-H-O-D-R-A-N. Mention that to your GP. This should only be attempted to be initiated by your GP with his understanding. Um, that's, that's a very useful agent. And secondly, um, anything like this where there's a recurring infection activity, in my opinion, needs to be counted or attempted to be fought against by the use of two herbs, the primary one being the American herb Echinacea, It's a a remarkable remedy, and if you were to Google it, you would see why I am a great enthusiast of it. From the day I started practice, um, uh, echinacea became a a great um, remedy uh, for me and still is. Uh, Echinacea, usually in combination with the other American herb called golden seal. Golden seal. They are are the two most famous American Mm. herbs are used in, in uh, how can you call them, conditions that keep recurring, particularly infections that keep recurring. Yes. And I would think here, with your doctors monitoring you, um, and if you mention that, we've, that I've discussed it with you on, on radio, I'm sure he will take that on board, with your doctor looking at that and also using the bioflavonoids, uh, Barry, at least you're doing something to try to break out of the recurrence of them. Thanks very much for your help. Well, it's a start. Put it that way. And thank you for your call, Barry. And that's almost the end of our uh, program today, Dennis Stewart. We've talked a lot about topical ointments, and and it seems... It's probably the end of the uh, discussion for a number of months or years now, (laughs) but it's always a fascinating topic. And uh, as I kept telling listeners, it was my interest in uh, topical applications for my own skin condition many, many, many years ago that got me into this profession, and it's an area that I'm still fascinated in, believe you me, and uh, troll through all the old literature that I have trying to find the next secret remedy. Uh, (laughs) It won't be a secret remedy for too much longer, Dennis Stewart, and that is Health Naturally for today. Thank you very much, and we will catch up with you again next Friday for Health Naturally. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.